0: On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your Ecommerce Brand, I got a chance to sit down with Tanner Scott from Ranksey. We talked all things SEO. We talked about some of the big mistakes that uh, some of you are making on your site. We recently had uh, Joshua on from Click Slice to talk about SEO, and we talked about completely, completely different issues that Tanner is seeing from his perspective than what Joshua is seeing from uh, his perspective. Not uh, differing opinions, just adding to the conversation. And so I think you guys are really going to get a ton out of this one. There are some actionable items that you're going to be able to do right away. Hey guys, are you struggling to create offers that actually convert? Look no further than our must-have brand new course called Million Dollar Offers. With just a few short videos, you're going to learn the seven essential elements of a million dollar offer and how to leverage the power of AI and chat GPT to iterate on your headlines and your prompts. The great news is that this course is actually completely free. So Google Upgrowth Academy, that's Upgrowth Academy, and look for the course called Million Dollar Offers. You guys will not regret this one. Now on to today's episode. Did you hear the story about the brand that spent thousands of dollars to have their credit card data analyzed, thinking their customers were moms aged 45 to 55, just to find out through a post purchase survey that it was actually their teenage daughters who were the ones that were purchasing using their mom's credit card? Attribution is one of the most important pieces of the e-commerce puzzle. And nowadays, it seems like the industry might be moving backwards instead of forwards. Identifying the real buyer and tracking their behavior is getting more and more complicated. Even the tools that we do have often miss these critical pieces of the actual full picture. Enter NoCommerce, the post-purchase survey platform that has been used by top-tier brands like Pura Vita, Olipop, and True Classic, leading them to those coveted customer conversion insight. NoCommerce allows you to generate surveys directly on your confirmation screen in minutes, helping you answer foundational questions like, hey, how did you first hear about us? And deeper inquiries like, Who do you usually buy gifts for? This goldmine of information provides a glimpse into the lifestyle of the human who is purchasing from you, not just their age, gender, or income bracket. With over 4 million questions answered every single month and an average response rate above 50% using pre-built templates, you'll be collecting actionable market and customer intelligence in no time. If you're ready to boost your attribution, then please head over to nocommerce.com. That's K-N-O commerce.com. Dot com And tell them that Jordan sent you. Also, tell them that Jordan sent you, and you'll get 50% off for the first three months with a 14 day free trial. Again, head over to nocommerce.com. That's K N O commerce.com and tell them that Jordan sent you. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E Commerce Brand. Today I have Tanner Scott from Rank C on the podcast. Tanner? Did I get all those pronunciations correct?
1: Yep, you got it right. It's a (laughs) rare occasion that someone pronounces the name right. I get Ransky or sometimes people just don't even try to attempt it. So (laughs) great job.
0: (laughs) Perfect. We got got there. So Tanner, for people who don't know anything about you or anything about Ranksy, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah. So I'm the founder and CEO of Ranksy Digital Marketing. And what we do is we help e-commerce brands scale by Helping them increase the customer lifetime value of their store, as well as help them lower how much they pay to acquire new customers.
0: Awesome, awesome. That's great. Let's let's get right into it. How do you do it? You know, I, I've heard that promise from a lot of people before. How what's what's your approach to being able to do that?
1: Right. So I mean, it, it sounds good on paper, and I'm sure a lot of people like to kind of boast that claim. But we can, we take a little bit of a different approach. We have a service called customer value optimization and what that really entails is just diving deep into analyzing customer data you know, performing RFM analysis and putting your customers into different buckets or segments based on the value that they bring to your brand and just treating those customers differently and using a variety of different retention marketing tactics like email, SMS, push notifications, loyalty programs, subscriptions, uh, you know, whatever we can do to actually provide value to customers as opposed to, you know, just treating them as dollar signs and trying to extract as much as you can out of them. Totally. I think that is really what makes the difference. but. The cool thing with actually like going through and analyzing customer data is you get some really valuable insights that you otherwise wouldn't actually have access to, mm. like, you know, interviewing your customers and surveying them and actually understanding who they are, why they buy from you, what makes them tick, what problem you're solving. All of that, all those data points you can gather from them allows you to create a customer profile for your ideal customer that's based on real data as opposed to just des- you know guessing and sticking to general demographic information which is what i hear from most e-commerce brands when i ask them who their target customers are uh, but you can actually export that data from uh it's a tool called OmniConvert. we're partnered with them they're out of romania but you can export that customer data straight from the tool and you can use that as a custom look like audience straight with facebook or any other you know major social social platform
0: that's val valen- valentine right
1: Yes. Valentin. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Valentin will be on the podcast uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks as well. So, uh, looking forward to oh, having, you guys are having that love conversation. That, one.
1: That, that was a yeah. He was on my podcast, uh, e-commerce secrets of scale, and absolutely loved it. He kind of just opened my eyes to this whole thing called customer value optimization, and it's been honestly like life changing as far as like you know being able to solve like really really big important problems that e-commerce brands are facing right now with cool. high customer acquisition costs, right? Uh, but what that really allows us to do is just be more efficient with our spend, be more efficient with what products we you know focus on with acquisition marketing. And, you know, all those insights definitely do lead to acquiring new customers for cheaper. That's great.
0: Tanner, today we're going to be focusing on SEO. And the reason why we're talking about SEO today is, first of all, you are an expert when it comes to SEO. So that's that's the number one. The second is, guys, this is something I've really been wanting to focus on. Um, you know, it's it's interesting on twitter and linkedin right you you hear a lot of people dissing seo like oh don't even don't even look at seo i don't think it's an either or i think that that building up your organic presence is something that will lower your customer acquisition cost vastly over time right and so not focusing on it right and 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 not doing anything with it i think is a terrible idea doing the basics is something that is absolutely essential and that's what we're going to get into today is you know what do brands have to actually do when it comes to those basics to start ranking for different things. So that's really what we're going to get into today. Tanner, let's, let's get into, the, into the basics. You know, when you go and look at, uh, accounts, uh, sorry, and websites, what are e-com or and D2C
1: companies doing wrong when it comes to their SEO? So, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I notice is that there's just a lack of focus on content marketing in general. That's, in my opinion, the cornerstone of an SEO strategy is being able to write about things that your target audience are searching for and tying that back to your product offering. Either that, either it's missing completely or they're just writing about, you know, random things that aren't actually going to lead to conversions.
0: Gotcha. So what, what exactly does that look like from a content perspective? So say somebody is like, Hey, I've heard i I need to write some blog posts, but I don't know. W- what are people doing wrong when it comes to writing? Like what is the wrong kind of content versus the right kind of content?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the wrong type of content is just something like really broad and generic, like someone searching for an answer to a question or, um, I can, I can give you a, you know, a decent example of a good, a good content strategy. So, one of our clients sells religious baby ceremony outfits okay. uh, through their their online store, and uh, you can kind of run into some barriers trying to come up with some content ideas or something like that. Yeah. But what we did is we just kind of focused on the the different audience segments that that we're working with. So, you know, you've got different segments based on what religion their customers fall into. So Catholics. LDS, Mormons, and Christians. And what we did is we just focused on creating content around those actual ceremonies that they're planning and kind of tying in the outfits as, hey, we know you're planning this. We're going to give you some valuable information on how to plan it, like a checklist and things that you should do, who who you should invite. And by the way, we also sell outfits, check them out. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So very contextual type of of, uh, of content that, that you're creating. What's one of the next big mistakes that you see brands making?
1: The next biggest mistake that I see is just a lack of attention to collection pages. Uh, just putting a heading and maybe one line description below the heading and then just your product archive listings right below it. That's actually a huge entry point people searching for what you're selling is at that collection level Mm. Uh, so for example you know we have a client that sells professional lash artist supplies and the highest volume keywords that are relevant to their store are actually at the category level and so uh, this isn't the best this isn't the best example i would say because they haven't let us really do what we want to do with those yet but we're, we're talking like hundreds of thousands of potential visitors if they just beef up that content and help users you know, understand what it is they're selling, how they differentiate, and ultimately what products they should choose for themselves. Uh, let me give you another example. Uh, we were working with a client in the hydroponics industry, and they just had their category pages with products like I previously mentioned, and it was a huge missed opportunity because they're selling really complex equipment, and there's 10,000 different products to choose from. They're They're Completely ignoring the fact that SEO is actually, you know, it's about the user more than it is the search engine. Mm. So, you know, helping the user find what they're looking for, comparing and contrasting different options. And really just helping them point, point them in the right direction to continue their shopping experience, I think, is a, a major missed opportunity for a lot of brands out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's go back to collection pages for a second. Let's, uh, you know, because I I happen to know a couple things about SEO as well uh, when it comes to, to Shopify. But I'd love to know what you think when, you know, when you're saying, you know, make these collection pages better essentially right what does that mean like what what do people actually need to add to a collection page what is going to make a collection page actually start ranking um uh with somebody's strategy and feel free to get as specific uh as possible
1: yeah so i mean obviously it depends on you know what the category is if there are subcategories or not but Let's say it's a parent category and you have, you know, five to 10 subcategories below that. What the user is really looking for when they land on a page like that is where they should go next based on what their needs are. Um, so maybe comparing category versus category, brand versus brand, uh, if you have multiple different options for Within a category, you know, you should explain what those are. What are the pros and cons of each of those? And inter- include internal links when you're talking about all these different things, so that users don't have to think when they're, you know, shopping and looking for what they want to buy. Uh, FAQ sections—that's uh, that's really important. Um, you know, with with e-commerce marketing in general, you know, we're, what we're really just trying to do is enter the conversation that customers are having within their own heads when they land on our pages, right? Mm. And kind of have to think outside of the box and just give them as many resources and different ways to go about their shopping experience so that it's a good experience and that they actually end up checking out.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, you know, we've gone through a couple, you know, a big issues here. What's the third? What else? What else do you see? That's a real red flag when you go into, an, uh, into a website and you're like, oh, you are not going to rank for anything that you're hoping to rank for.
1: I would say uh, probably just really generic product names and descriptions. Um, You know, like red t shirt. Like, what, like, is that going to get you anywhere? Right. Um, Probably not in a sea of red t shirts. No. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I think that that's a pretty big one that I see. Um, just awful product descriptions that just aren't very descriptive. You know, what is it made of? Uh, what are the use cases? Another thing that probably isn't like super directly tied into SEO, I would say, is just making sure you have good social proof. Um, because yeah, it's SEO's job to you know get the user to your website, but. You also need social proof, and you need good product reviews that can also help you get more traffic from Google as well. Yeah, through schema markup and rich structured data, um, which Shopify does automatically for you.
0: Let's let's go back to something super basic because I've seen a lot of mistakes made on this on a lot of Shopify stores. I'd love to talk about uh, the URL makeup. What makes a URL um, slug? like a good, a good one. What, what makes up an actual, like, cause it, cause it's something that I, I see constantly where the URL is not what not going to rank for any type of keyword. Can you walk me through that? Cause I think that's one really basic thing that people can go in and do right now. Um, so I'd love to hear from your perspective, what makes a good URL?
1: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I do see that as kind of a low-hanging fruit for a lot of brands and um, you know any brands listening in something they can easily take care of themselves so first and foremost it needs to include your target keyword whatever your target keyword is it needs to be in the slug but it's usually best practices to make that slug as short as possible mm. so that it's easy to remember and so it's not just super long and formatted really weird you know if you take that basic slug that most e-commerce platforms platforms give you uh it could end up being like 30 words long right no one's going to remember that and it's not going to help you right yeah. so in general as short and as brief as you can but also making sure that you include that product uh target keyword as well
0: yeah 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 i got you how much do you focus on the home page when it comes to seo is that a, is is that a big consideration is
1: is focusing on the home page are we just talking collection collection blog posts here you know, it depends on the brand. Um, for For some brands, focusing on the homepage doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It, you know, you have to have some keyword opportunity there. So if you have, you know, every page on your website, you already have, you know, what keywords you're targeting with those pages. Sometimes there's not anything left for the homepage to target, but sometimes there is. Um, so if you have, you know, some very general keywords. Like, you know, if you're, if you're selling professional lash supplies and there are keywords out there that people are searching and using like professional lash online store, something like that. yeah um, That would be a good keyword to target with the homepage. But at the end of the day, your hands are pretty tied when it comes to optimizing a homepage, just because you have to cover so many things about your business on a homepage. So it can get a little bit tough to do. And sometimes the, the advantage that you get or the edge that you get from an SEO standpoint, isn't worth all the sacrifices that you might have to take in order to get it there.
0: Gotcha. I mean, another big consideration with a, with a homepage is you cannot jam your keyword into the URL unless you unless you buy that URL, right? Say it's like baby leggings, like you're going to need to have babyleggings.com if you want to rank for that keyword on your homepage, right? Whereas, you know, if you're going to have that in your slug, it makes a lot more sense to to have a specific collection page dedicated to that. Walk me through the differences in SEO between uh, WooCommerce and Shopify, because I know Shopify, you know, for a long time has, you know, sort of been that like, well, there's just no point in doing it because it's never going to rank anyway. Is, is that actually true? I, d- I don't
1: believe that to be true, Jordan. I think all this buzz and commotion that you hear on Twitter and LinkedIn about you know certain platforms being rough for SEO, I mean, I think that depending on... Who you are as an SEO and who's actually doing the SEO, I think it just comes down to preference, really. Um, I think WordPress and WooCommerce is always going to be at the top when it comes to SEO, just because you have so much more control over every aspect of every line of code on the website. Yeah. But, I mean, we've worked with WooCommerce and Shopify, and you know, we've had success in both areas. Shopify really... Has a couple of limitations depending on you know how you work and what keywords you're trying to go after. Like one, the one nice thing that I really like about WooCommerce compared to Shopify, and this is not a reason to switch to WooCommerce if you're already on Shopify, for the record. But you have full control over the permalink structure. With Shopify, you are stuck with that collection slash yeah. product name. And in, in some ways that can be a little frustrating if you're an SEO and you don't have control over that, but at the end of the day, your URL, your URL slug is just not that important in the whole grand scheme of things. It's just one, one tiny piece of a much bigger puzzle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tanner, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, while, while we're here and talking about SEO, what will happen to SEO in the next couple of years with, uh, the introduction of AI? What, what's going to change?
1: I love that question, and I've been thinking about that so much over the last six months or so. and at first I was a little scared, right? Because like the first version of Chat GPT that I used was like mind-blowing and it was like, oh man, like it was like why the wheel anyone, right
0: right It was like it was love like that. introducing like like going from like a brick that you roll to a wheel and you're like, oh my gosh, this is gonna change <laughs> And then right, even going yeah, to GPT yeah. four now, and I, I'm sure when this comes out, well, no, when this comes out, four will still be fairly new. Moving from 3.5 to four is like moving from a like Tonka truck into like a Lambo, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even yeah. imagine what's going to happen. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then moving that into the SEO world, like what in the world's going to happen? Anyway, I just wanted to, to throw that in there.
1: <laughs> I, I agree with you. The first time I used it, I was like, wow, this is just mind blowing. Like people are just going to start using this instead of hiring writers and then you know being and Google started announcing that they were going to imp- implement a uh, Well, Bing is implementing ChatGPT within their search results, but Google is also developing their own product to integrate that in search. And for a second there, I was thinking, man, this might actually change search so much that SEO might be impacted by it. But the more I've analyzed, you know, the use cases for AI and ChatGPT from a search perspective, I, I really just don't see it. I think for the the informational type search searches that is more like going and finding an answer to a question for you or just explaining something to you. I think it's a great use for that. And I think that, you know, websites that are targeting queries like that are going to see a hit. But in my opinion, that traffic wasn't really high value in the first place. So I don't think that they'll really be losing that much. And on the flip side, uh, Chat GPT kind of, you know, replacing SEO writers and you know, low level marketing positions and stuff like that. And that that's also something that's been a pretty hot topic of discussion. But I think that if anyone is using AI to just completely replace humans with writing content, I think that's a major mistake. And I think we should be using AI to make us better at our jobs, make us more efficient at our, with our writing and get a better end product. But I still think that it's going to need human interaction. And I don't see that going away anytime soon. Yeah. 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 I'm
0: totally with you, Tanner. Like, I, I think I think it's the most incredible thing that's ever been created in our lifetime. Like, I, I mean, we were both probably pretty young when the internet came around, but like this is this is this makes, you know, uh crypto and all that stuff like it's not even close. This is life changing for the for the world that we're in. But how is it gonna affect everyday life? We we just don't know yet,
1: right? And Yeah, it's uh it's really interesting to think about and it's really intriguing uh but yeah everyone thought oh web 3 is going to be this next wave of evolution but that hasn't really like stuck right and i I would agree with you i think that this is a a technological revolution happening right now and i think it's going to shape our lives very very much so and it will just have to kind of wait and see what happens but I don't think SEO is really going to be impacted by it. I think that people are going to kind of use that as a shortcut more than they should. And I think it's going to end up hurting a lot of businesses because Google does not like AI content. They're actively trying to stop it. And I think that the, the brands that, you know, double down and do SEO by the book, the way that we've always been doing it and not getting you know, distracted by these shiny objects like AI and trying to take shortcuts, I think those brands will prevail. Cool.
0: Cool. Tanner, thank you so much. I got to to ask you the question that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What
1: is your secret to scaling? I have a a two-part answer to that. Uh, I think people and processes are the two things that you have to get right if you want to scale a business. Um, Having processes that are repeatable and scalable, but also having people in the right seats to operate and manage those processes. I think those are the two things that really Helped me scale my business, and I think they'll help most people scale as well.
0: Awesome, awesome, absolutely love that. Tanner, I got three more questions ready for you. I uh, hope that you are ready. I'm ready. Okay, first question favorite tool or app
1: that you're using these days? I'd say right now, Data Feed Watch. What it's been, it's really allowed us to have so much control over our product fees with Google Ads, and it's something that we recently started using over the last year or so, and I've just really enjoyed using it. Cool.
0: Data feed watch. We'll make sure to throw that into, uh, the show notes. That's, uh, that's great to hear. I always love, uh, hearing about, uh, different tools like that. Uh, next question for you, favorite
1: podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? I'd say right now, traction by Gina Wickman. Um, if you guys haven't heard of that, check it out. Um, going, kind of going back to my previous answer about people being an element or a secret to scale that book helped me understand, uh, culture and core values and all of that on a whole new level.
0: Absolutely. Great book for anybody out there who is scaling uh, up right now. Uh, Yeah. Amazing. That's EOS system is uh, absolutely game changing for uh, basically any size business as you, as you are scaling up. So definitely, definitely recommend reading that one. It is a thick read. Uh, It is a boring read, but man, is it ever profound. Last, last question for you, Tanner. Uh, You just found out you have a year to
1: live. What changes? Man, you got me with that one. Year to live, what changes? You know, I, f- I feel like I've always had this calling to start a SaaS, a SaaS business. I mm-hmm. don't know. I've never really fully explored that. I've always wanted to. That's probably what I would spend my time doing.
0: Cool. Awesome. I love that answer. Tanner, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, this was great. I got to come on your podcast. you got to come on my podcast. Uh, this is the time to tell people where they can find out more about you and where the best place to connect is.
1: Yeah. I appreciate for having me, Jordan. It's been great. Um, If anyone wants to, you know, check us out, just go to our website, ranksy.com. That's R-A-N-K-S-E-Y.com. We're offering a free CLV audit right now. So if you're having issues with customer retention and you'd like to maximize the lifetime value of your customers, uh, you you can find that there. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Absolutely love that, Tanner. Thank you again so much for your time today. You as well. Thanks, Jordan. Are you an e-commerce founder or marketing leader struggling to get new offers or creative and copy to test fast enough in your ad accounts? Do you feel like your ad campaigns are falling flat and not generating the results that you actually need this year? The pain of not being able to effectively test and optimize your ad campaigns can lead to tons of missed sales and a huge amount of lost revenue but we've created a solution introducing the viral offer bundle from upgrowth commerce for just 99 dollars you're going to receive 10 highly engaging image creatives 30 scroll stopping headlines 30 captivating ad copy variations and 30 ad descriptions these powerful tools are going to help you quickly test and optimize your ad campaigns to get the best results possible do not miss out on another sale visit www.upgrowthcommerce.com/offer to buy today and then start seeing that relief from your ad campaign Pain. again that's upgrowthcommerce.com/offer hey guys just wanted to say thanks again so much for listening to the podcast if i could ask one favor of you it would be to share this with your other e-commerce store owner friends uh, we want uh everyone in the e-com space uh, to be listening to this podcast and lots of you guys already are and we really really appreciate that one last thing before you go as well is we are offering to our podcast listeners a free e-commerce growth plan where we go from strategy to sale with your brand in this e-commerce growth plan. So feel free to go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow and apply for a free growth plan today. Thank you all again so much for listening.